0: Welcome to the Ethos Forum podcast. I'm your host, Mark Douglas. I'm here today talking with Emeritus Professor Hilary Winchester and the focus of this discussion will be academic governance. So Hilary, what is academic governance?
1: Academic governance is a set of processes which in combination provide oversight of academic quality and outcomes. Those processes include approval of courses and academic policies, and academic integrity. They operate through structures, the most important of which is the academic board.
0: You mentioned the academic board, Hillary. I've heard you say in the past that the success of an academic board depends a lot on the effectiveness of the chair. Is there a risk that this position can become a puppet of the executive?
1: Academic board does run a danger of being too similar to executive management committees. That's particularly the case if academic board is actually chaired by a member of the executive. But usually there is a good demarcation between what is management and what is governance. An academic board is about governance which is oversight rather than implementation.
0: also in the past you've expressed concern about the depth of academic governance awareness that sit on academic board you've mentioned the importance of the chair but many of these academic boards have quite a lot of members but you have been concerned about the knowledge of academic governance on the board can you elaborate on this
1: many members of academic boards are elected and I feel don't really understand either where the academic board sits within the governance and management structures of the institution, or what its roles are supposed to be. And if you go by the terms of reference of many academic boards, they don't always correspond with the requirements in the standards framework. So members of academic board run the risk of doing what the academic board has always done, rather than focusing on the requirements which are now legislated.
0: So it's a time for a tune-up, if you like, of the engine of academic governance. There are some sort of realignment to the standards. Is that what you're saying?
1: A tune-up is a great idea, and by a tune-up, I would really say. We take the terms of reference of an academic board, we do a comparison with the standards and also you need to do a comparison with what the academic board actually does because sometimes it will do things which are not in its terms of reference.
0: Hilary, your career has spanned a dynamic period of governance in universities. The role of academic board and the relationship with the executive of the university has changed over that time. Can you give us a brief historical perspective about academic governance and uh, higher education?
1: The most important change has been the development of a very commercial university with a much larger executive and a diminished academic board. But more recently, since the advent of Texas the role of the academic board has been much more clearly defined. It's important to have boundaries between the academic board and the executive, but it's also important that they work together. And the way they usually work together is through the subcommittees. And you will often have the chair of an important subcommittee being the relevant executive for that portfolio. And that's a structure that seems to work well.
0: So as well as having a strong functioning academic board we need to have strong functioning committees that are chaired well.
1: Yes we do and we need to know which elements of operation of those committees. Usually there are committees which focus on teaching and learning, course and program approval and also on research and research training if those are important elements in that institution. It's important for those committees to Elevate the strategic and governance elements to Academic Board and for the subcommittees themselves to focus on the operational work, for example looking in detail at course proposals and course reviews.
0: So the committees are focusing on a lot of the operational stuff. Academic Board is focusing on the more governance related issues.
1: Yes, and I think what happens is that the departments and schools in a structure will be doing more operational work, then you'll find that the faculties and divisions will have oversight of what is happening in their faculties and divisions, and then the academic board should have oversight of the whole institution. So we're looking at progress, completion, attrition, for example, for the whole institution but by cohort. It will be looking at the quality of research and research training at the level of the whole institution.
0: You mentioned and cohorts that the academic governance has a whole of institution perspective, but it also takes a role in seeing how particular student cohorts are managing as well.
1: Yes, so it would look at the institutional level, but the institutional level, like any average will mask a great deal of variation. So if, for example, attrition is considered an institutional problem, then it is really important to drill down into faculties or campuses or programmes where the attrition rate is really high. So to find out what the root causes are. The academic board itself won't be doing that work that will be done by probably a teaching and learning office, but they will be asking the questions.
0: So, these questions then are critical. There may be a, an average of attrition of 12, 13, or 14% across the, the university, but as you say, this broader average might mask. A peak of attrition in another subject. So, you'd be looking for academic board to ask some questions about which are the cohorts which have higher than average attrition rates, and ask for that data to come to academic board.
1: Yes, you would, and you would be asking for particular reports if they are, um, if if it's not evident from the institutional average, and. In fact the academic board should develop for itself a schedule of annual reports or semester reports um, which it will then develop into a work plan.
0: So this schedule and work plans that you're talking about really indicate that there should be no surprises in the agenda of academic boards over a 12-month period. It should be a fairly standard approach?
1: There'll be a schedule of reports which will relate to research and will relate to courses and and cohorts and issues such as grievances, appeals, academic integrity. Academic board should also be looking at hot topics. It should be providing its own voice into sector-wide issues such as uh, Commonwealth reviews. There are reviews going on at the moment about the AQF, about the provider standards. So yes, there will be a base load of work um, but there will also be particular issues which come up which Academic Board should have a view on and that view should go towards the Council or the Board of Directors. To the
0: Council or Board of Directors, so we're now talking about the most senior level of governance. What is the relationship between Academic Board and the University Council? or the board of directors of this higher education institution?
1: The board of directors or council is in charge of corporate governance so they are responsible for uh, the financial viability and in fact the whole operations of the university or the higher ed provider. They normally delegate academic governance to the academic board and they will delegate management and operations to the Executive. So normally Academic Board is a subcommittee of the University Council or the Board of Directors and has a clear reporting relationship to it and the Council Board of Directors has a clear requirement to receive academic advice.
0: So if they then delegate responsibility for academic governance, they're also delegating responsibility for academic risk to the academic board. Can you talk to us just briefly about what is academic risk?
1: Academic risk is anything which prevents students achieving their learning outcomes. Now that's a very broad statement. But if we take the example we were looking at before, attrition is a clear academic risk lack of completion of research higher degree students is an academic risk and if their candidature goes on for years and years they are clearly at risk of not achieving the learning outcomes
0: so if we're seeing the concept of academic risk presumably we're seeing the concept of academic risk management So it's the management of these academic risks then that falls on the shoulders of academic board or does the academic board have a role in suggesting what could be done or is is academic board just highlighting the need for something to be done?
1: Academic risk is often conflated with academic integrity. So academic boards will say, for example oh yes, we know about academic risk because we know about academic integrity and we're dealing with it because we've got some word-matching software. But academic risk is much broader than that. And ideally what should happen is that academic boards should identify risks of the academic kind. They should develop those risks into a risk register. And that risk register should form part of the overall institutional risk register. All too often, institutional risk registers deal with financial risks and they deal with HR, but they don't often consider academic risks. So the role of academic board is to identify those and to push them forward, either to the council board of directors or to the relevant subcommittee, such as an audit and risk committee, so that the academic risks can be built into the institutional risk register.
0: There's clearly a lot to be done in this area of academic governance, Hilary, and I thank you for speaking to the Ethos Forum today. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you, Mark.